Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. This week on Talk Nation Radio, banning the political use of religion. Our guest is Salam Sarhan, who is founder and secretary general of BPUR International. The website is bpur.org. BPUR stands for Ban the Political Use of Religion. Salam Sarhan is a well-published writer and journalist with three books and over 1,000 articles on a wide range of subjects in Arabic and English. He has worked as a TV presenter, producer, business editor, and TV commentator for numerous leading media establishments, including the BBC, Al Arabiya TV, Sky News Arabia TV, Al Arab Daily and the Arab Weekly. Salam Sarhan, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Uh, thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on and for what you're working on. Where did this idea come from? Why ban religion from politics? Uh, well, uh, I'm originally from uh, Iraq, and uh, you can imagine uh, the abuse, uh, the abusive mixing of religion and politics where got my country, my original country, and Middle East and South Asia and all over the world. And by the way, the damage of the abusive mixing of religion and politics is not just like in the Middle East and South Asia. It's even still there is uh, things are unsolved even in the Western countries. So I was thinking about this for about 15 years, and I admit that I was thinking that the solution is an international treaty to stop or to ban the use of religion in politics. And I realized that that is impossible. So in the early 2019, I uh, came up with, uh, with this uh, title. It's all in the title, ban the political use of religion, not the use of religion. And this is a very, very simple approach, is to stop the use of religion as a weapon, stop the use of religion to uh, violate other people's rights. It is simple, indisputable, genius solution for, uh, for the biggest problem in history. I mean, we all know that... Uh, uh, all over history, the abusive mixing of religion and politics is the major or the biggest uh, root cause of all violations of human rights, of uh, most of the conflicts, the wars. So uh, this is very, very simple. Why on earth we are going in a confrontational mood with religion? There is thousands of attempts. Yes, they are well-intended, mostly. And uh, they might do some good, but nobody is calculating how much ammunition they are giving to the extremists. Separating religion from politics is, is disrespectful for m most of mankind. Let us agree that 90% of mankind, at least, cannot live their life without believing in something after life. So... Why on earth are we disrespecting their beliefs? So the, the solution is just simple terms, simple international treaty to ban all political uses of religion that undermine 
human equality. All religious uh, discriminations in rights, all discrimination, all religious discriminations in duties, all religious exclusion, and all restriction to freedom of belief and worship. These five pillars is has become a proposed international treaty with accelerating support worldwide. We have uh, legislators all over the world uh, supporting this and preparing to appeal to their governments to adopt this initiative in order to uh, to table it in the uh, General Assembly of the United Nations. This is so, so indisputable that even perpetrators cannot say, no, 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 we want to use religion to discriminate, or we, we want to keep religious exclusion, or we want to restrict uh, freedom of uh, belief and worship. So uh, uh, even uh, uh, people who might oppose this will not have anything to say. So we, uh, and the proof is that we are making, accelerating the progress every day. Like now we are in a speed of four or five times what we were a month ago. And it is moving on and I'm 100% sure that this will become a historic international treaty that will make massive difference to the lives of billions of people, if not all mankind. So what would be some examples of violations of such a treaty? I, I assume religious-based genocide or violence or discrimination or mm -hmm. segregation. What, what, what would be a violation and what would not? Well, the... Uh, the the, the roots are much, much, much deeper. It starts with like we and them and uh, uh, like uh, excluding other religions. Like for example, in so many countries in the world, there's so many jobs, uh, business activities are exclusive for one religion and not the other. And uh, religion uh, gives some people uh, the belief that they are people of God and the others are not. So they uh, will use any, sometimes it's not visible, but it is, uh, there is, you can watch some conflicts and you, it's not obvious that the, the, the root cause, the religious exclusion root cause, but it is coming from there. Uh, all over the history, not just uh, this moment. And uh, it's also uh, dealing with this, uh, the, this problem on the national level or uh, it's, it's almost impossible because you are in a direct confrontation with people with, with, with people's beliefs with, with, uh, and the extremists can manipulate the uh, people to, to support them and uh, I mean most of the extremists or people who uh, commit atrocities are naive and misled by other people. So if you like disarm extremism, if you stop 
the use of religion as a weapon against each other. Nobody can object. By the way, there is so many uh, modern governments uh, around the world, in Africa, Middle East, North Africa, uh, South Asia, they would love to, uh, to stop all violations, to uh, religious violations to, to, to people. But they can't because uh, that will steer um, like uh, instability because the extremists will... Uh, like, let's say, for example, in so many countries, uh, there is discrimination against women, religious discrimination against women. And uh, the government would love to, to end that, but they are scared of the extremists or of any uh, like uh, instability. But when it is a global treaty, when it's international treaty, they will love it and they will do it and they will shut up the voices of the extremists. I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm saying that shutting up the extremist voices, like people who say, no, we should violate. So they will stop them. So this is like a very, very, uh, like the ultimate simple, indisputable solution to the biggest problem in mankind's history. And uh, the world will be in a different place uh, when this becomes an international treaty. I can tell you that so many conflicts in the Middle East, if you want to choose any country, I will tell you what an international treaty like this would have made in the last 10 years or 20 years. I can tell you if there was such an international treaty 10 years ago, all what you see uh, be, uh, in Iraq or Syria or in Tunisia or in so many countries would have not happened. So many conflicts would not have happened if there is such an international treaty. Let us take, for example, Lebanon. Lebanon now, the majority of people want to stop the sectarian division of the political powers. But they are not managing to do that. Imagine if this is an international treaty and all the international community is pointing their fingers and that, that this, is, uh, this is like a violation of an international treaty. People in, of Lebanon would manage very easily. This will, uh, at least, it will tip the balance to the moderate side in so many tensions around the world. The U.S. government would nonetheless uh, have seen oil in the Middle East, uh, would nonetheless have attacked Iraq uh, and, and caused a great deal of the, of the ripples of destruction that are still uh, flowing out from that catastrophe. And, uh, and perhaps U.S. politicians wouldn't have been able to talk about religion, only about oil, uh, only about spreading democracy or other nonsense uh, in relation to to that war, but I'm inclined to think that war still would have happened, right? Uh, okay, but it is the war did not happen in one single minute, like at least like the behavior of the, I mean, the policies of the United Nations on day-to-day basis would have been uh, different. I mean, uh, legislators in Washington and uh, the media, yourself, would have pointed to any violation of an international treaty. 
it's not just like the perpetrator, like rogue regimes and extremists. Superpowers also make big, big mistakes. Uh, one day taking the side of this religion or that religion or or manipulating religion to to serve their uh, their interests. What what you said, like whatever uh, uh, economic or oil or any other things. It's like, uh, let us imagine, like, uh, the international highways without uh, uh, traffic rules and parking rules. You cannot point your finger to anyone and say they are violating or they uh, should be have a penalty. Uh, but when you have uh, global traffic and parking rules, you can say that this is wrong and this is violating this. There is so many uh, violations around the world. Uh, that, that all what the international community is doing is putting political pressure. And political pressure in a religious issue will never, ever work. So imagine if we have an international treaty that all the international community will speak with one voice and the other side cannot uh, debate it because it's an international treaty. So you can say, for example... Uh, a few years ago, uh, the, that woman in Pakistan, which is like uh, accused of, uh, of blasphemy, and uh, and there was so many pressure from the United States, from European, from other. But if there was an international treaty, the voices would be very, very clear and simple, and will uh, save the face of the Pakistani government or the Sudanese government or this or that government to do it without feeling embarrassed in front of uh, their people. So even like in the Uyghur in China or in India or anywhere in the world, I, would not, I don't like to mention any uh, countries or any religion, uh, because in, the, in our website, our uh, approach, we never ever mention any country. It is this simple terms. Tell me which one you are not happy with. I'm asking you, Dave. Tell me which well, one, like uh, the use of the, the use of religion to discriminate in rights or in duties or religious ex exclusion or freedom of uh, worship and belief or uh, not uh, violating, not not undermining human equality. You cannot. Can you tell me which one you are not happy with? <laughs> I'm not happy with any violations of rights, and yeah, I, and I exactly. think I. Uh, but what about a country like Israel that has an apartheid system based on a religious identity? I mean, that would have to, to end, right? Well, we have uh, support there, and the Israeli uh, institution, constitution, and things, it doesn't discriminate. It is like an exception. This is exceptional time. It's little, little thing. Uh, do you think like less than 95% or 99% I would be, I would say, of the American population and the Israeli population and the Indian population are in favor of equality and human rights? This, this is like, uh, this is like uh, politics and uh, this will tip the balance toward moderate. There is like uh, there is as many moderates in Israel uh, as in uh, India or or Japan or South Africa, 
and all mankind have same instinct. Like the fairness is is, is uh, in our uh, DNA is like we cannot say no. We should not be fair, or we should discriminate. Can anybody say that? Even criminals cannot say that. Even perpetrators cannot say that. So if, uh, instead of saying that what the Saudi Arabian or the Israelis or the Indians going to say, let us discuss these simple, indisputable terms and tell me which one. And if uh, anybody pointing, it is a proposed treaty and it will go through uh, the formalities uh, to, to have the final text uh, uh, in the process. But uh, we are open. It's the, it, is, it is like we are defending only the spirit of the treaty, the non-confrontational, the utmost respect for all religion, and not to use religion to violate other people's rights. That is all what we are defending in the process. Any other things, the uh, technocrats and the uh, academics or the representatives of governments, when they are discussing it, we are open uh, for discussion. But uh, the, the proposed treaty, which is written uh, in supervision of probably the top United Nations uh, uh, expert in this, the top three, actually, the three of them are in our advisory council. And we are in discussion with them about every word about uh, this treaty. And uh, in four or five months, by the way, all this progress we have made it happened in a very short time, it, in around four or five months only. And we have legislative sponsors from Germany, Italy, Austria. Uh, now we are in discussion in France and, and Spain, to Nigeria, Tunisia, Algeria, uh, Bahrain, uh, like uh, Bangladesh might become the first uh, country to uh, to adopt this, and it is a Muslim country with 160 million people. And Pakistan is loving it. People, legislators in Pakistan, loving the idea. To Ecuador and uh, you name it. There is there is a very very long list. Georgia, Iraq. Uh, uh, Egypt, many, many countries around the world are, are joining force to make this an international treaty. Is there is there a draft of a treaty that individual countries yes, can, yes, can it is, support? Yes, it is on the website. Uh, the it website is, is uh, bpur.org. We, 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 yes, yes, the, the, uh, bpur.org, and uh, we love to pronounce it bpure. bpure.org. Yeah, <laughs> that's just for the pronunciation, because people might write the E's in the bpur.org when we mention the website. But as when we are talking, like me and you, I would call it bpur.org, which is nice. Uh, and so, when the when this treaty is, you know, in effect uh, globally, how would violations of it be handled? What would happen? Well, um, this is uh, this is not like the nuclear uh, non verification of or the chemical weapon of or personal man uh, landmines. This is different. This is direct. There is no such treaty in uh, in the, in 
at the moment. So uh, this will make a massive difference uh, internally. It will tip the balance. Like, for example, a um, sectarian party in Iraq running for the election this year would not uh, stand a chance if this is an international treaty because the, uh, the, uh, the rivals will say this party is in a breach of an international treaty and they will not be able to, to say no. Because uh, so it will make, as I mentioned in Lebanon, uh, example, it will make massive difference internally. For example, ten years ago, the prime minister of Iraq is a head of sectarian party for one uh, sect, not just one religion, one sect. So if this treaty was in in place ten years ago. I don't think the government of the United States will dare to uh, to deal with with that government because uh, members of the Congress, uh, the Senate, and the media would say, "Hey, this is uh, this uh, this man is uh, head of a party that in a breach of an international treaty." Right. Uh, but that that leader would have uh, immediately responded by sending his men to get some Christian. Uh, AZDs to, to, to include them in the party, but that will not be enough. So this will change the, change the, the sectarian, uh, parties. Uh, and by the way, religious exclusion is the most important, uh, like, uh, pillar in this treaty for countries in the Middle East and South Asia and Africa and North Africa. So, uh, so this will make massive difference. Uh, but um, I can talk about it for hours, yeah. how it will make big difference to Tunisia or to Morocco or to uh, Nigeria or uh, Republic uh, uh, of Congo. So it is. Uh, it, it will make massive difference, and it doesn't need an army to go and invade a country to, to make them uh, like uh, stop the violation. It will be easier. It, it seems with the with the model of the the nuclear weapons ban treaty, uh, the the nations that have the nuclear weapons haven't yet signed on. Uh, with a treaty to ban the political use of religion, I imagine you anticipate that the last countries uh, to ratify will be the countries with governments uh, explicitly uh, promoting particular yeah. religions, right? So how will yes, how? only yeah, that's only one, and there are like a uh, few, just two, three uh, countries. Uh, like imagine, like if you are, uh, I'm sure you can imagine yourself, uh, the president of the United States or the prime minister of uh, Norway or uh, or president of South Africa, uh, put yourself in that position, and if this comes to you, how you can say no? You cannot say no. We want to keep the use of all article 2 discriminations and rights uh, we want to keep it we, we, we want to keep discriminating or oh, nobody can say that so all responsible nations will support this this is will be tabled this can be tabled by one country and we are in a very 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 advanced position in italy in bangladesh in pakistan in tunisia in so many countries and we are expecting formal adoption of the treaty very soon. One country can table that treaty 
in the General Assembly, hopefully in September 2021. This is here. And, uh, but, uh, we are going with a different, spectacular way. We hoping to get countries from different regions, and probably six, seven, ten, or maybe maybe twenty or thirty countries tabling it uh, together. Because you can imagine if Italy adopts this treaty, and Italy, not myself, not Pure International, Italy writes to the members of the Council of Europe. Uh, yeah, I expect most of them uh, will join Italy. And also, if we get the support of UAE, Egypt, or Tunisia, many countries in the Middle East will follow. And same with other regions. So we are going and making a spectacular show, <laughs> table for the first time in history. Uh, uh, a proposed treaty is tabled by many, many countries. Uh, some people say I'm too ambitious, but when they see what we have done in the last five months, they say, wow, you, you, you are right and you, you might do it in this time frame. You have a number of legislators supporting in quite a few countries. Um, I, I yeah. didn't see any from the United States. Have you approached any uh, Congress members? We are in discussion, and uh, um, I hope that uh, some congressmen or women are listening to, to this uh, program, and uh, we would love to. And we are in discussion with um, We have uh, very influential supporters, and they are connected. Uh, and like, for example, this program came about when I contact you and wanted to, to win your heart, and I measure if I have won your heart for this uh, initiative, I probably have won the heart of uh, many of your listeners. Uh, I, I certainly think most people will be will be interested in the idea and and then want to see the details of the of the treaty. Um, what what are you working on now, and and how can people get involved and learn more and and be helpful? Well, that is that is very good question. Uh, we are. Uh, very fast-track uh, initiative. Uh, we don't want to waste energy or time. We are going from point A to point B without any waste of energy. Going there is um, uh, we want uh, legislators. We want like people who can work with us, who can open doors for us, and we want to connect with governments, and we want uh, governments to adopt the initiative to be tabled in the United, uh, in the General Assembly of United Nations, hopefully this year. Uh, if not, will be the next one. But uh, um, I think we are on track uh, to uh, to table it uh, in September 2021. Uh, some people say, well, uh, that is uh, too close, and such things sometimes take years and years. Uh, to be done, but because it is so, so indisputable and so fair rules and uh, not confrontational uh, with any people's belief. Uh, most of the attempts before to separate religion from politics or uh, any other title, uh, they mostly, very often, uh, caused more damage than good because they uh, they play in the hand of the extremists. Like uh, go and right. say separating religion from 
from politics in Morocco, and you will serve the, the extremists uh, more than the moderate. So this is the, uh, I think, uh, people can visit uh, ppo.org, and we will be happy to, uh, they want to uh, be part of this. Very good. We've been speaking with Salam Sarhan, who is the founder and secretary general of BPUR.International, and the website is BPUR.org. Salam, thank you for coming on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you very much for having me. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. Read or listen to today's Peace Almanac entry at peacealmanac.org. All past shows can be heard at talknationradio.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is supported by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.